Welcome back to Visual Rejects. This is episode seven zero. Wow, that's crazy. Episode six nine was a good one. One of the best. One of the best, some would say. But this one, this one will be a solid one too. It's uh, July twenty eighth as we're recording this, getting closer and closer to camp. We got just over a week before we report for camp up here in Northern Michigan. NFL teams, a lot of veterans reporting uh, the last day or two. Um, but before we get to all that stuff, we got a guest on today, Coach Dehuan Garland from. Uh, last time we had him on the podcast, he was at Ellsworth Community College. Now he's taking the head coaching job at Mount Clemens High School in Michigan. Nice. Uh, Kate, you were not here for that conversation, but uh, 220 kids in that Division Eight school. I believe it's the Wolves. Really? Mount Clemens Wolves. I don't I don't know about that one. The, the logo was like a little fighting Irish type guy. Was it? Yeah, maybe I, I could have totally pulled the wrong well, logo. When I, uh, when I used to play them in travel <laughs> hockey, it was always Mount Clemens Wolves, so I okay. just figured, but yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Hockey could be totally different, but yeah. um, uh, the NFL – has been a different uh, breed the last couple of days. And uh, with training camp going on, a lot more headlines, a lot of things. The timetable on a lot of things gets pushed forward a lot faster because the stress and the pressure starts to build up. Um, and finally, what did get done is a deal with DK Metcalf. He finally got an extension in Seattle. We'll talk about that, how much guaranteed he got, how much money, a big old signing bonus for DK, the largest amongst the wide receivers. History. Yep. Seriously? For wide receivers, bonus for wow. receiver history. Yeah, so that's totally was huge. Was that like today, like just now? Yeah, pretty pretty recently, a couple, couple hours. hours. Ago. Yeah, okay, yeah so I've been on my phone in a minute. That is that was big time. Otherwise, we'll talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers and how he's the pettiest man on earth after a response to a, a Devonte Adams quote, um, and also about how I myself was at Green Bay Packers training camp day one. I want to talk a lot about that and uh, what the environment was like down there. A lot of fun, really cool environment. They do it right. They definitely do it right down there. And I've been to Lions training camp, too. You and I, I yep. both have. But, mm-hmm. Oh, did the Lions um, not do it right? No, they do, too. They, but well, this, was, this no. was like Jim Schwartz era, I'm talking that's about. Also yeah, that's oh, also so true. Yeah, that's also true. so they weren't doing it right. No. No, actually. I'm not going to say they were doing it wrong. It might have been Jim Caldwell. It was probably Caldwell when we were down oh. there. Yeah. So they probably were doing it right. <laughs> but <laughs> Packers were on another level, training camp-wise. It was a sweet setup they had down there. We'll talk about that. Also, according to Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers are Trey's team. That came out, what, yesterday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we a little bit later to that one, but we didn't have a pod. So we got to talk about that. That's big news. Uh, they're officially moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo, which is a big news for uh, the 49ers as they uh, try and take the next step with a loaded roster almost at every other position. Um, but as otherwise, you can watch this episode on YouTube per usual. Don't forget about the timestamps, the red bar at the bottom of the episode. Skip to any of those topics or listen to the whole thing. We appreciate you either way. You can listen pretty much anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Twitter at D1 underscore Rejects and Instagram at Division One Rejects. Over 400 followers on both those platforms, I will say. We like that. That's not bad. We good, ain't done yet. Those, those are pretty good numbers. We'll take those. Um, and otherwise, check out those, see how it's in the show. Let's get into that interview with Coach Garland. Joining us today... Friend of the show, man has been on the podcast a few times. He's coached in the GLIAC. He's coached at the JUCO level. Now has taken the head coaching job at Mount Clemens High School back in Michigan. Coach Garland, my man, great to have you back on the show, man. Oh, man, good to be back. Good to be back. What's uh, been this move been like for you? Obviously, you were at Ellsworth last time we talked to you. It was a minute ago. Uh, a lot has gone on since then. You're engaged now. You're a new man, dude. I know, man. It's a, yeah, a lot's been going on, man. Transition. Transition, you know, was uh, it wasn't wasn't bad, man. It was, you know, a little other than a lot of moving and driving, you know, from Iowa it wasn't bad. Uh, got back here in middle of January. Uh, I was actually at Harper Woods for for a couple months, man. Uh, with Coach Odin, man, that was uh one of the best coaches in the state, man. One of the best coaches in the state. He was awesome to work with. Uh, if one thing I learned about him, man, is, is culture. He's big on culture, and when I tell you, like, them guys are, you know, everybody's on the same page, you know, academically, athletically, weight room, you know, that that thing is running over there, man. So, you know, I learned quite a bit from him. It was awesome uh, just to hit the ground running, you know, when I got back here in January. So, yeah, I was fortunate and, and blessed to work with him. And that's good. And, you know, coming down, I guess – Technically, you'd say going down a level, right? Coming back to coach high school, even though you do get to be the head coach now, um, you guys got to be getting ready to, to gear up and, and hit camp here soon. What's that like ramping up and, and starting to feel, uh, not the pressure, but more the excitement of, of finally getting to get on the field with your guys? Uh, it's, it's exciting, man. It's, uh, you know, you know we are Division Eight, uh, but, you know, that we, we have some athletes and, and we have some talent, man. And, you know, our main thing, we're just trying, trying to flip this, program and get this culture right and, and get these guys believing and you know just get them excited man because you know they haven't had much success in the past so you know that's one thing you know me and my staff we're, 
we're going to do, man. We're going to bring some excitement and try to get some W's in that column, man. 100%. Now, talk about culture, excitement, want to be around the program. Uh, we talked at Ellsworth, and that was something that you guys, when you were there, were trying to do kind of a lot of the same things it sounded like when we talked, trying to talk about that culture. It's obviously tough being at a JUCO like that where you have guys for maybe only one or two years at a time. It's hard to instill a culture like that and keep that thing carrying on. I would assume that was one of the bigger challenges of, of being at that level and coaching at that level. Yeah, I think that was uh... – yeah, the, the turnover's quick, you know, and then, you know, oh, yeah. basically, in a sense, for, for the guys, you know, you have to be a little selfish for the simple fact that, you know, they're there to, you know, go to that next level, right, whether it be Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, NAI. So, you know, that's kind of tough. I think uh, I think the, the reason why I had, I had a little bit of success just because, you know, I, I could relate to, to the guys and, you know, no matter if it was – no matter what which guy was, I, I took time out and, you know, just trying to focus on them, no matter who it is, whatever the time of day. And that's what you got to do, man. You know, you just For can't sure. can't kind of be like doing your own thing. You got to attend to these dudes, get these dudes going in the right direction, try to get everybody on the same page and get them to believe. And that's the main thing, man, to have fun with it at the same time. And like I said, that's I think that was one of the main things, reason why. You know, I kind of had some success there. You know, first thing I learned as coaching is just be yourself. You Got to be yourself. Yeah, that's, I mean, that'll take you a long way, right? If you're genuine with guys, they appreciate that right off the bat. Now, you're still, I see you on Twitter all the time. You're still supporting these guys. You got guys getting chances all over, it feels like, uh, at the next level, which has got to be <laughs> awesome to see. Yeah, man, uh, my, my three seasons there, I had 11 guys, uh, you know, go Division One and Division Two, uh, One All-American. Uh, quite a few guys made all conference in our region, and then uh, you know even some guys with some some offers now. You know uh, Ari's one and and JD. Oh yeah. So, you know it's just good to see them guys, man. You know, kind of go through the process and and kind of everything they put in and get rewarded by getting these offers and, and getting to the next level. That's awesome. Now talk about coming to the high school level. Now was it your goal to end up? Uh, back in Michigan, was that something you had identified like a while back, or it just kind of worked out that uh, you know that that was, position was available when you were coming back? Yeah, it was. <laughs> no, I kind of you know kind of knew I was on, on kind of on my way out. Okay, uh, and you know I had like some opportunities, but I just it didn't fit. And you know my fiance, you know she kind of she kind of gave me the ultimatum. She was like, you know we we basically we we can't stay here, which I already knew like I was I was leaving. Yeah, she was like, you know, either, you know, we, we go somewhere else or we can go back to Michigan. So uh, my my brother, who's my assistant head coach at OC, uh, he had twin, he, he had twin girls, which are my nieces. So and I didn't see him for like the first like seven months. So that was kind of a big part to move back that's, home. I haven't seen huge. my family yeah. in a while. So that's huge for sure. Now coming back to Michigan, um, a little bit of familiarity, but. You know, it'll be a new a new chapter for you. Have you coached at the high school level before? I don't know if I asked you before. I mean, last time you were on the pod. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I actually been through Macomb County. Uh, okay. For about like 13, 13, 14 years. I coached a little summer everywhere. Damn. Okay. So you, yeah, you've yeah, definitely yeah. been around. It was some good football too, yeah. Macomb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I I coached at my alma mater, Warren Fitzgerald. Sweet. I was there from uh, 07 to 010 in two thousand eight. Well. My, when I moved back to Michigan in 2006, you know, uh, one of my mentors, he took over the program and they were like on a 18, 19 game losing streak. My brother was a junior at the time. So his junior year, they went all nine. Fast forward to his senior year, uh, we went like five and four and we didn't get in the playoffs. And then 2008, we were like two games away. We were two games away from Ford Field. If we would have beat Bloomfield's Lasher, we would have played uh, Devin Gardner and Inkster. So, you know, That's we kind of put that program. Then yeah. I went to the Anchor Bay, Centerline, Southlake. Yeah. And went back to Fitz for a year. And then I got, I was a GA at Wayne State. Yeah. So you flip, I mean, just talk about like a flip, man. Just like that. Which oh, is sweet. Yeah. Now, yeah. like looking back on your experience at the JUCO level and at Ellsworth, um, I guess what's the sentiment from you like looking back on that? I gotta imagine that you're you're grateful for a lot of it, but uh uh what what is it like from you just looking back on that experience and reflecting on it? 
Oh, man, I, I literally, you know, I build a lot of relationships with, you know, with the guys, man. That was, you know, like them, man, they, they, they gave me, you know, they motivated me to come back, man, you know, like, and just, just keep grinding because at the end of the day, you know, we're all, you know, trying to get out, you know, at the end of the day. And, you know, man, I, we, we built a lot of bonds and that was just, that was just awesome, man. And, you know, that was just my main thing. Like at the end of the day, like if, if my, my passion isn't aligning with, you know, other people on the staff or whatever, then, you know, it was, it's time to move in a different direction. And that was just, just kind of thing, man. Like I'm all about the kids and, you know, that was, it was, it wasn't, like I said, my stuff wasn't aligning with everybody else. So it was time for me to make a move and, yeah. you know, that's why I left. And that's, you know, you got to make, and I imagine that wasn't an easy decision, especially for you. Like that never is. But right. like you said, all about it for the kids. I got to imagine you live vicariously through a lot of these guys that are going on to that next level, the guys that you helped get to their next destinations. You got to live basically through them and, and really uh, just soak in that experience, right? I'm sure you're telling them the same exact thing. Yeah, 100%. 100%, 100%. Uh, one of my guys, he actually sent me a message yesterday, and uh, he's at SFA, you know, D1 in Texas, and awesome. he sent me a schedule, and I'm like, yeah, man, that's uh, – that's that's D one man. You it's legit. you're busy. You know that's what you signed up for, man. So, but no, I, I these guys they call me randomly and, and send me messages, man. So like literally all my guys that you know I've coached from you know 19 to the end of 21, like we still have contact and still message me. So that's that's definitely good and awesome. That's great. No, that's 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 awesome. Now what? Um, you talked about it. You had, was it 11 or 12 guys that went to either division one or division two schools out of Ellsworth. Now what in those guys trend wise, is there anything that like all those guys had in common besides your stuff? Like, you know, obviously they had a great work ethic and, uh, you know, were physically talented. Was there anything that stuck out about, about that group that helped them really reach that next level that you could think of? No, I think like the main thing was just like a lot of these guys were, you know, students of the game, you know, that was that was the main thing, you know, and they always ask, you know, what, what can I do to get better? But they always ask questions and, you know, they were big on film. That was the main thing. And they kind of took to that, man. And, you know, like you said, like, it's not only like playing the ability or, or working hard, it's you yeah. got to do everything right. And those guys did that. They took care of their bodies. They were students of the game. They were students in the classroom. So, you know, the reward is, you know, you're getting out and you're getting a scholarship and, you know, they made that happen. Now, did you see you talk about student of the game and like getting that stuff done off the field? You see uh, Kyler Murray's new stipulation in his contract. No, what is it? They said that, and by the way, he's making how many millions of dollars, Ty? Like two thirty. Too much, like a ton. Yeah, like two thirty. And in his contract, it says he's got to study at where he has has to have at least quote four hours of independent game study per week. Basically, saying you got to go in the film room if you want to earn your two hundred and thirty mil. It's big, man. I mean, that's. Man, you watch that film and it definitely, you know, you get an advantage, man. I don't yeah. know if you remember uh, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No yeah, film. The, 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 I was going to say, he, didn't he, they sent him home with blank tapes and he came back talking about blitz pickups and something. Yeah. That's where I was going with that, man. But that's crazy, man. Like, come on, you're getting paid all this money and you just not even taking it serious. Because I was about to say, like, you shouldn't have to put that in the contract of an NFL quarterback. But then here you, you already got an example for me of why exactly – you should probably do that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> These dudes are cheaping out. Well, 100 percent man. Any any little way to get around it, they they'll find it and try it. That's good. And then you had like another good one from this last year was um I guess Gronk supposedly for the Bucks and their offseason conditioning program was like run a bunch of sprints in different t shirts and upload the videos on different days. Man, <laughs> they get they getting creative, man. They getting creative. That's, that's pretty good, dude. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Somebody just run one day in a bunch of different outfits and then just send it, saying he ran. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but going back to, uh, you know, your current spot at Mount Clemens, what is, uh, if anything, kind of stands out as, you know, you get to be the head coach, you get to be an integral part of this program, but also, like, you know, the head coach of any community is is kind of a big part of that. So what is anything that stands out to you as being the most exciting part of this new gig for you? Oh, man. I mean, actually, like, getting to coach with uh, not only, like, my brother, because this is something, you know, we talked about, like, you know, when he was in high school 
and just like the guys, like most of the guys on my staff, I uh, coached and coached with. So, you know, that's, that's been, been awesome, man. And, you know, we have, we have new uniforms, uh, you know, we, 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 got the, we got the Lions grant. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's exciting, man. We actually got a nice weight room, man, better than some of the weight rooms I've been around. So seriously. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's nice, man. So it's it's exciting, man. That's huge, especially for a school that you said Division Eight. How many kids go to uh, Mount Clemens? I don't know off the top of my head. Two twenty. Two twenty. Yep. Sounds like one of these UP schools up here, man. Oh yeah, well, exactly, exactly. A hundred percent. Hey, you're gonna you're gonna have your hands full for sure. Trying to you know, like you said, you got athletes, which is a good start. All you need is a few, especially at that level, to you know really get a team to to where you want to go, to make a deep run. Oh yeah, we have uh two two of our guys, man. They're in uh <clears throat> they're in junior Olympics, man. So we haven't really seen them. You know, they come around, they haven't done any football stuff just because, you know, they're getting ready for junior Olympics, man. And Are you serious? Is this track or what what, what yep, for? track, yep, track. That is huge. Yeah. So oh, dude, that is awesome. What events are they running? Uh I think one of them is doing the decathlon, the other one is on the I wanna say he's doing like the four hundred or eight hundred. One of the two. That is odd. I would have not expected that. We had one junior yeah. Olympian in my high school that um, that I was with, and she was a freak athlete. Especially the decathlon is is nuts. I forget exactly what that entails, um, but I know it's a bunch of different events. Correct? Yeah, yeah. One of my guys, he's like, man, coach. You know, he's like, I haven't had a chance to pole vault, so I'm literally going to drive down there, and I got to like practice like <laughs> before I, I, I do it. So. But no, they so like Mount Clemens, man. They have uh one of the probably like one of the best coaches in the state, man. Coach Wallace, man, he's awesome. He uh he's one of the best track coaches in the state, man. He gets a lot out of the kids, man. They they work hard, and you know definitely see the results. I mean, yeah, Junior Olympics is no joke. That's awesome. Now that kind of brings me to the next thing I kind of wanted to talk about is that you come from a JUCO where for a lot of these kids, it's their last chance and their dream is to go play at the next level, right? That's all that their attention is hyper-focused on. Now you're at a high school of 220 kids and I'd imagine the greater deal of your football team does not have division one or NFL aspirations. That's got to be a different ball game entirely. Yeah. A couple of them, you know, they, they do want to play at the college level and that's great. Know. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to do everything, you know, we can to promote these guys and, you know, just trying to, like, build that in, in them, like, as far as, like, being a student athlete, you know. So that's what we're going to try to do, man. Yeah, that's good stuff. And, I mean, you got you got some some pretty notable Michigan ties, too, which should definitely help them out. Oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Even, uh, you know, at the JUCO level and, like you said, the Michigan level, you know, GLIAC, D3, NAI, so – you know, it's definitely exciting, man. You know, I pretty much reached out to a few guys, so and some people reached out to me, man. So it's definitely been an easy transition. Good stuff. Now, are you uh, are you teaching in the building or anything, or just uh, strictly football over there? Uh, yeah. So I'll be in the building uh, this fall. Uh, I'll be doing like the the climate control, kind of like head overall security. So got you. Hey, definitely I, excited about that. Late days. I, I was gonna say I wouldn't be. Catch me trying to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smarter than that. All right, I got it. I got a good head on my shoulders, man. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you come down here, Kobe. Man, but what you here for? We, need <laughs> <laughs> we had a, we had a little lady that would sit behind the front desk and like politely ask, "You walking into this school? Ain't no little lady at the front desk." Yeah, no, <laughs> nah, you gonna get a six two, three hundred plus ball headed guy with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome though man i love that um i'm i'm excited for you excited for the move excited for i mean big things going on for you hopefully uh you get that date for the wedding set up soon um and i hope to see you more importantly walking down the tunnel at ford field sometime in the next couple of years man man that's 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 the goal man uh you know like i me and my brother talked you know a while back man i always said i wanted to be you know the, the first african-american coach in macomb county to win a state title man so you know, now now's the time to start pushing for that, man. Hundred percent, it's attainable, man. You're the man to do it. Well, one hundred percent. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. That's all. That's really all I had for you today. I just wanted to talk about uh, talk about your move and uh, you know, kind of how things were going. Anything else before you uh, before we let you go? No, nah, man. You know, I appreciate it, man. I love love what you guys are doing, man. You know, keep grinding and 
keep building this thing up, man. You guys got something good going on. And I love watching the episodes. I love the guys you have on, man. Just keep grinding away at it. I appreciate you, Coach. Hey, no, I appreciate being in touch, man. It's good catching up. All right, likewise, man. Have a good one. All right, we'll see you. Good talk with Coach Garland. Good to uh, good to catch up with him, and uh, I definitely want to have more guys from the the JUCO scene on the podcast. I think that's an interesting perspective, um, and I need to get like some good variety too. Uh, we've had Coach Garland and Arian from Ellsworth uh, out in Iowa, Iowa, uh, I forget Iowa Falls, maybe Iowa, but mm-hmm. uh, we got to get some more uh, variety there. So I don't know if you guys got some connections. We need to work on that for sure. You might tie JUCO, yeah. Yeah, I got some Juco homies. Let's get some Juco homies on here. I would love to love to talk to him, but yeah. uh, some Juco homies. <laughs> two guys that may or may not be homies in the NFL. That's Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. We know they are homies, but uh, people have been going nuts over a quote from Devontae Adams when asked about making the switch from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Call or Call Derek Carr, excuse mm-hmm. me, and whose uh, balls he'll be catching out of the you know, off the line of scrimmage. He has this quote, and we'll listen to it here in just a second. He makes it sound like he's calling Derek Carr a Hall of Famer. And people took this quote, I think, the wrong way. He also came on to clarify. We'll watch that video in a second here, too. But um, I'm going to just air this video and let that kind of speak for itself. Um, in the, the I guess the context for this video is that Devontae is being asked about the change from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr and what that has been like for him thus far. This shift like from that passer to Derek Carr, and then, you know, just your acclimation to? I mean, anytime you change quarterbacks from, you know, a Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, you go, you know, Stabler to, to Rich Gannon or whoever you go to, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. And, you know, both are, are great players and, and great to be around. So I'm just enjoying that process and, and getting better myself, you know, trying to do as much as I can to, to help these guys go out there and win as many games as we can. This shift like from and that. so you can see kind of her reaction immediately like she's like pause. dude as soon as she as soon as he says that it comes out of his mouth going from one hall of famer to another and she look at the camera like this what did that boy just say dude Wait, y'all knew- don't think Derek Carr hall of famer no just <laughs> come, come on come no, on i know was not about to say that. i know dude but um Passer. you could tell like as soon as oh i don't want to play that again but as soon as he said that too she knew that she had her headline. Yeah, like, she had a story. It bro. was over with. She yeah. had a story. She was so she was so excited immediately that look at the camera was like, I know this is going to be trending on Twitter for the next yeah. who she was knows like, however many days. Um, and then that prompted this whole internet thing about Devontae Adams. He thinks Derek Carr is a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. And, you know, it was just an unwarranted conversation. And he also had to come back and clear it up. I've got that video pulled up, too, so we can see. Uh, Devontae's explanation as to what he was thinking uh, with that remark, and he, he cleared it up at a presser at, at training camp. As well. Um, and being a rapper is is very vital. I say one of the, you got to have the bars, obviously. You know you got to have the bars. You got to have the lines got to be there. But a very, very vital and critical piece of being a rapper is the delivery, right? I wasn't a great rapper the other day. What I'm not going to do is take away from that statement because – why, why, why is Derek not a, a Hall of Famer, you know? Bullshit. But what I, what I meant, I left one key word out of there because it's, that's not exactly what I meant, but I do think that Derek's career is Hall of Fame worthy, and, and why not? I mean, you know, people can, can say that about this guy, that guy. What I would say is, does he have the, the MVPs right now? No. You know, no. Does he, has he won a Super Bowl? Not yet. No. You know, that's obviously what we're, what we're chasing. <laughs> but what I meant to say was, even if you go – Hall of, if you go even Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, it's an adjustment. You know, I mean, like, even if it is Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, there's going to be an adjustment. I wasn't saying Hall of Famer Aaron to that's Hall of Famer Derek. To, uh, so that's kind of retracting you need to hear my about it. But you get the you get the main gist of, of what he's talking about. I mean, I guess and I kind of like if you it's a reach. Yeah, it's a reach for sure. It is a hundred percent a reach. Um, and I, it's just interesting. Like, I just don't get it, man. I, it's like. Do you think he meant that in the moment? Is that exactly what his he thought, or is yeah? I think it might have been the other way around. I'm I'm pleased to hear this. I'm I'm excited. To no, hear this. we'll get to that in a second. I wanted to talk about it a little more though. So to clarify for those who didn't quite understand what he was saying, he was trying to say that in the situation, like even if he were, which when he says that, he implies that Derek Carr is not a Hall of Fame yeah, quarterback. Yeah. Even if he were going from a Hall of Famer to a Hall of Famer, you'd make an adjustment. After he just said, "Why not?" Yeah. After he just said, "Why isn't Derek Carr?" And then he labeled the reasons why he's not a Hall of Famer. Does he have the MVPs yet? No. No. It's like, <laughs> Has he won a Super Bowl? Well, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I don't understand. So um, we'll go now. Finally, the to end this trio of videos that we're watching here, we'll go hey, to before we go. What's that? Derek Carr only got uh about seventeen hundred 
less yards than Troy Aikman, and Troy Aikman a Hall of Famer, and he got like a lot more touchdowns than Troy Aikman. You said seventeen hundred, like, like one thousand seven hundred. No, he's seventeen hundred behind. That's what Troy I'm saying. Oh, like the only that much. That's How not. Is Derek? Yeah. Not a lot. Four. Thirty-three. Derek Carr 35? is born nineteen ninety-one. So Fam's like thirty-one. Dang. No, he'd be thirty-four. He's thirty. No, it's 2022, Kobe. It's, it's 31. Yeah. 1991. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. As you can see, I'm the brains of the family. <laughs> so, okay, maybe the Hall of Fame conversation isn't so rich. It ain't dead. It's not. No. But it's not. It's like Matt Stafford. It's like Matt Stafford. If he get a ring, he'll be exactly what Matt Stafford did. Okay, yeah. Prep, I, I Is Derek Carr a Hall of Famer? You know I, think that's, I think that's pretty fair. Anyways, the, the last of the three videos we react to is from yesterday at Packers Day 1 of training camp from uh, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, uh, Devontae's former quarterback. And right at the beginning of this clip, you'll see that he pokes a little bit of fun at that first comment from Devontae about Derek Carr. And it's always tough going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh, you know, from Devontae to, to Allen, it's going to be, uh, you know, a transition. But... He's capable of a lot. And the way things have gone with the reps and the guys that we've had here and the targets that we've uh, we've you know doled out, he hasn't had a ton of opportunities, but he you know, he's since his first day here he's he's turned heads and so it's not surprising him to go out and have a really consistent day to day. But he's been working hard. So you kind of get that. He was talking about uh, right there, obviously talking about Alan Lazar, the new wide receiver one in Green Bay. And let me tell you from being yes there yesterday, that was like all the news. Like everyone wanted to be see uh, talk to Alan Lazard and see what was going through his head. Everyone was asking about Devontae. Everyone was asking about Aaron. Someone were asking about this, uh, this drama as well. So that's kind of interesting. But um, just like, I don't know. Aaron, Aaron's just a petty dude. And I feel like, you see how smug he looked after he said that too. Mm, yeah, he knew what he was doing. He knew but exactly. And you, you'd he have to think. Does. You'd have to also think there's there might be a little communication there between Devontae and Aaron because there's no way they're just not talking. We know oh, there has you, to you be. Know what I mean? feel like, like they're on that level for sure. You could definitely see a text like, "Hey, you, like, I'm not trying to." Oh, he's you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if he's gonna come out and clarify his statement in front of the right, press, you know, yeah, he, he had yeah. to shoot him a text like in between that. So maybe Aaron's just like, "Hey, I'm just," you know, what I mean, just fuel of the fire. But Aaron Rodgers is much more sick trying to. Uh, Replace Devontae Adams. Oh, Devontae yeah. Adams is trying to replace Aaron Rodgers. I would 100% agree with that. All you I need is someone to throw you the ball. Derek Carr won't make, like, the wild throws, but Derek Carr is a pretty good NFL quarterback. Yeah. He is pretty Top good. Top 12. Yeah, I would agree. I would, I would agree with that statement. I, yeah. I, I, I'm a big Derek Carr guy. I thought yeah. he had a great year last year. I now, think Derek Carr nice. Alan Lazard, on the other hand, yeah, all right. I don't think Let he's a receiver one. Let me tell Not you. He... He looked good yesterday, and I don't know if he's going to be, you know, that's it's training day one of training camp. You got helmets on. It don't really matter, but... You walk into that locker room yesterday, mm-hmm. there may have been 50 people around Aaron Rodgers' locker. It was ridiculous. And I was telling Kay, too, it almost was the same with Lazard. I was one of the first guys to get over there and get a, like, get a mic over there and start to... But there were probably 15 guys, 10 to 15 guys that had already beat me down there that had sprinted down from the field to like <laughs> stand watch at Alan Lazard's locker. It was so ridiculous. The dude gets up, goes over and showers, comes back, and, like, I just, I don't know. This is totally normal, probably, but just to me, it was like a culture shock for these, like, a larger market reporter. Mm-hmm. They don't need, they don't, they don't give the dude any space. Between you and Cade there, that space mm-hmm. was less space than Lazard had trying to change and put on his t shirt and, like, lotion up and stuff than these reporters gave him. He turned around to, like, grab something, bumped into a reporter. And they're like, the dude is like half dressed, trying to put like lotion on his hands and, like, knees and stuff. And they're turning their lights on. They got mics in his face already. He finally stood up and was like, all right, and they just argh, bombarded the dude. Really, it was ridiculous. Like Everyone a flock talking of about seagulls, dude. Dude, it was unreal. And I'm like elbowing, trying to get my way in. People got like, um, they have like the little two step step ladders, right? They got cameramen up on the two step step ladders, all around in a half circle, with all the reporters in front, with extendos on the microphones, trying to peek through. He might have had twenty microphones in his face yesterday, and one of them was mine. That comes with being wide receiver one, though, too, you know? 100%. Like, that's another thing. Not necessarily. Thing. That's an, no, think about it. Right now it does because it's new. Yeah. Right now it does because it's new, it's but not, not like always. Christian Watson had 50 guys in his face. Who? Christian Watson was not exactly. active. <laughs> Christian Watson was not active yesterday. <laughs> Wait, you don't know who it is? No, I do know who Christian Watson is. 
But he said Christian Watson, like, that's just some world breaker. Christian well, Watson? But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> he's a second-round pick. He's no world breaker. No, you're right. Not yet. I don't neither, even believe neither in Christian Watson. Neither is Lazard. could be. That's what I'm saying. It's just it's just because of what it is right now. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what it 100%. When he finished the year next year with, like, 800 yards. Yeah. And it's going to be, we got to get Aaron Rodgers some more help. Aaron Rodgers going to retire. His ass gone. He might. Lazard finished last year with a little over 500 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, obviously, with Devontae on the team, so he wasn't option number one. But Mm-mm. also, no. when when you got somebody like Devontae Adams on your team, you're your supposed easier. to be eating. Yeah. There's no way you only get, you know what I'm saying? He's just limited. Yeah. He's not a good route runner. He's really not that great of a, like, a deep threat. He has good, I will say, uh, in his defense, he's got good ball skills is he fast? when the ball is in the air, and no. he's got. He's not incredibly like point A to point B fast, but he's got length, and that's why I think they really like. That's why he's always gets associated with a deep ball threat. I think because he has the length for like a a fifty fifty ball, like they always said. Like with Calvin, is really like a, what a seventy thirty, like 80-20. That's what he was yeah. a real good like jump ball guy in college, like at yeah. Iowa State. And then I I really didn't see why he went so like low in the draft. I'm like I thought he was a killer. I thought he was one of the best receivers. Hundred percent. And well, he actually went back to Iowa State this summer to do his off season conditioning program. We talked a lot about that yesterday. When you when you grow up and you actually learn football, you just see he just he's limited. You know. Yeah. Like. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here telling you the Packers have a great wide receiving core right now. No, oh, that no, was they don't. that no, was the reason a lot of people probably were hustling the worst over there. in the NFC North. Actually, the Bears. The Bears. No, I I can I can merge the Packers have the. Who would you rather have, Darnell Mooney or Alan Lazard? Mooney. But but think about the Bears have Velas Jones as like their wide receiver. I actually don't know who that is. Velas Jones run like a four three a rookie. Okay. He's where, a rookie. Where from? Tennessee. He ran like a four three. And Byron Ping- Pringle as their wide receiver. Too. Byron Pringle was now, decent for the Chiefs. The story I told you guys, I already told you guys, but I'll say it on here again too, is that I was do- everyone, literally everyone and their brother was with Lazard, and yeah. the locker mate next to him was Randall Cobb. And no one was really talking to Cobb for some reason. He was just kind of sitting there, like, doing his thing. So I get out of this little scrum, and I walk around the corner, and Cobb was sitting there with nobody talking to him. Everyone had backs turned. And I walked up to him, and I, I literally just told him, I was like, I said, anybody want to talk to you, huh? And he looked at me, and he said, no, nah, I guess I'm just washed. You know, they don't really? even talk to me. Yeah, That's pretty cool. That's dude. what he said. That's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like. That was, it was pretty sweet. And so I was like, I was like, well, you mind if I ask you a couple questions? He said, no, nah, go for it. He stood up. And then a couple once people saw that he stood up and he was talking to me, I had like two or three other reporters kind of snake their way in. But mm-hmm. it, leader, Kobe. it was a pretty cool experience. Like I was guiding the conversation and like asking him questions about, you know, I wanted to talk a lot about Sammy Watkins, their new addition, because mm-hmm. um, that was the locker right next to him. Now, Sammy is not active right now. He was on the pup list, mm-hmm. uh, so he was not active for training camp but um you know i want to talk a lot about that because he's a veteran that was with was it baltimore most recently yeah he was with baltimore last year he ain't got nothing yeah. to prove i don't think well he's on he's on i would say he's in the back half but he's on like the back quarter of his career um and he still yeah. produces like he still produces a bit and he's going to be really big for them and critical for their wide receiver room that's going to be relatively young in like green bay Cobb, yeah. but i wanted to talk a lot about that and i told you randall cobb's eyes are scary yeah, and I, I asked you because Dude. you see him, like, pictures of him. It's, like, his colors are, it's, like, weird. It's, like, green and blue, isn't it? Yeah, it's, like, a very light green. And he look, when he looked me in the eyes the first time, I, like, I was, like, taken aback from it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel, like, feel a certain type of way most of the time about <laughs> that stuff. Dude, I didn't know what to think. He was breathtaking. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying, bro. It was, like, intimidating. Dude, yeah. hold eye contact like crazy. Like, some guys are just like that. How tall is he? Not very. Like 5'11". Yeah, he was like a couple inches taller than me. I remember that. But I wasn't looking up to dude like that. Um, but then the other guy I got to talk to was uh, I, I went across the other side of the locker room. Another dude not getting a lot of love was uh, Jordan Love mm-hmm. was not getting a lot of love. And so I went over and talked to him for a little bit. But um, like I said, Aaron, his locker was nuts. And mm-hmm. Lazard was a little less nuts. But those two, other than that, I think 80% of those guys couldn't give a shit about who else was in the locker room. Yeah. Probably. And I feel bad because I'm blanking on the name right now, but the receiver from Ferris got picked up by Green Bay in free agency. Malik Taylor. Taylor. And I didn't even know that, or else I would have totally gone over to him and, oh, and yeah. made a story about that because that would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know he got picked up until after when I came back and I was talking to Edge to, I think, like Day Day or something. Yeah. But that would have been awesome. That would have been a really that cool been story. Sick. Yeah, been sick. So might have to hit him up for uh, a podcast opportunity if he'd, if he'd be willing. Um, that would be awesome. But otherwise... Uh, another receiver that I want to talk about today was DK Metcalf. He finally got the deal done in Seattle. We've seen Terry McLaurin got a deal. Um, well, 
And then A.J. Brown got paid. We've seen a bunch of other wide receivers. Tyreek, uh, actually this Christian Kirk market just kind of exploded. The Christian Kirk wide receiver market. And he, he was kind of the, the catalyst in that. But the deal for DK is worth $72 million over three years with over 58 guaranteed of that. And like Ty said earlier, he's got the biggest signing bonus ever for a wide receiver with $30 million upon Damn. signing. So is that the biggest advantage that is just avoiding a cap hit? Is that exactly what that is? Mm-hmm. Like, Cause I they think can, it's just ways to – go ahead, Ty. They, like, all right, so say, Kobe, we give you four years, $16 million. Okay. And then, I you like feel me? Going. Your, your, your signing bonus is $6 million. We want to take off some of the cap hit. We'll turn – we'll make the rest, of your, the rest of your money a signing bonus. You know what I'm saying? On your yeah. contract. So then, basically, we paying you close to nothing as far as game checks because we just gave it to you all up front. Yeah. So what was it? Three years, seventy-two million. It's really three years, forty-two. Forty-two. As far as what his actual game, like mm-hmm. by game salary, will be yep. for sure. That's, so, that's that's all it is. It's interesting. Avoiding the cap hit. I feel like they always find ways to kind of get around the salary cap gymnastics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. The Saints it. maneuvered it for years. Yeah, they a hundred percent did. And then you know what happened to him? It caught up to it him. It caught up to him. And Sean Payton got the hell out of Dodge when that happened. But did it really, though? Because he got better this offseason. True. Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, Jarvis Landry. Dude, the, I'm I'm excited for the Saints. Olave? Man. Yeah, they drafted Olave. That Michael, I, know, I know, but Michael Thomas saying, is they, back. You got to pay him still, even if it's a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. You see Michael Thomas tweeted the other day? He was like, your favorite fo- fantasy football something was wrong again. Like, hashtag unfollow. He's talking about... uh. Was it some ranking or something? No. So people were saying, I can't remember who it was. was it, who's the guy that does all the fantasy? Is it? Uh, not Field. No, it's it's rap. It's not Rappaport. No. Not Ian, no. Schefter, maybe. I don't no, know. No, I didn't. Schefter. Not. You talk about the dude that just retired from ESPN. Yeah. He, he, be, with, he be with Phil Yates. Oh, uh, is it Mark Schlereth? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Not Mark Schlereth. Bro, I'm blanking on his name, bro. I got to go on my fantasy. Yeah. You anyway, go it. It's the ball dude, bro. You know who I'm talking about. The ball, dude. Not. He be with Phil Yates. He be doing the fantasy football with him. I don't know. I'm not, no, no one's Older guy, right? right? Now. Yes, bro. Yeah. But regardless, he was yeah. people, He was saying that Michael Thomas wasn't going to be back for training camp and he wasn't going to be ready and this and that. So he and proved then, him wrong. And then he came out and was there day one. Mm. So he's like, your favorite football fantasy father or whatever is wrong again. Hashtag unfollow. Like, nice. That's dude. hilarious. <laughs> but um, Pete Carroll got asked about the contract, obviously, and he said, quote, it's really important to us. We love him. We may, he maybe will go down as one of the great draft picks we've ever had here. We're going to do everything we can to make sure that, like, he's happy and that he, you know, wants to be in Seattle. And actually, DK, because there's a lot of rumors about him going to other places, right? There were some jokes about, like, Kansas City. Like, someone said the door's open in Kansas City. And he and said, he said like, shut it. <laughs> you better close that bitch. Like, you <laughs> I don't know. but We got Juju. Yeah, there's there were a lot of rumors that um, he wanted to leave after obviously losing veteran quarterback um, Russell Wilson, who we'll talk about a little bit later. But he actually has come out to the defense of Drew Locke a few times on Twitter. Um, Drew Locke's been catching hate from everyone. everyone. Literally everyone. Literally even the freaking U.S. Open tennis. Yep. Like, they're who even clap back on Twitter. Yeah. And even he actually, DK actually responded to that tweet and was basically like, lay off, lay off the dude, like give him a break type of deal. So it, he has come to his defense publicly a couple of times. And I see a little I bit of Tua, Tua and Tyreek there. With no, DK and, you cannot even relate no, that. No, no, no. I'm saying, no, I'm saying like how DK's coming up and sticking up for his guy. Okay. You know, like how, because next thing you know, Tyreek week, doesn't think that Tua is better than Mahomes. Like, next week on, he's going to say that Drew Locke's the best quarterback in the NFL, yeah. most accurate quarterback yeah. in the NFL. Um, Geno Smith is currently QB1 for the Seahawks. You think? No way. You think, Ty? They say he's literally taking all the starter reps. Has he? Pete Carroll has come out and said that G- Geno Smith is the lead guy, but he doesn't expect um, Drew Locke to take a back seat. Interesting. You can I look like, it up if you want to. I'd like to see Drew Locke make, make, a little, uh, make a little noise this, this season, man. I like Drew Locke. Everything went downhill after that video of him dancing on the sideline to, was it Dreams and Nightmares or something? I don't know. No, it wasn't. No, that was the Eagles. That was the Eagles. It was was a cheesy song. Yeah, 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 it was. He's in the bench rapping it word for word. Everyone's like, this dude's the best. I love Drew Locke. And then he gets sat like two weeks later. His stock went up so high after that video and then just plummeted immediately after. Um, But the guy that that I wanted to talk about, too, as far as this concerns in the wide receiver market is Debo Samuel. We talked about, uh, well, Ty, you and I were talking about before Mm -hmm. we started the pod about some of the guys in a very similar situation. Derwin James, one of those guys. And who was the third you were talking about? 
Debo Samuel, Derwin James. DK Metcalf. And it was DK. Oh, it was DK until now he's got that deal done. But now uh, AJ, or not AJ Brown, sorry, Debo Samuel and Derwin James are two of the guys now that are holding out might be the wrong word, but they're not participating in training camp right now. And Debo is going to be the one. What's that? Matthew Berry. Matt ah, Barry, yeah. okay. Matt, Matt Barry. Barry. I could not yep. think of his name, That's bro. The right dude. Exactly Matt Barry. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> I can sleep at night now. Put your mind at ease. I could go to bed tonight. That's funny. Um, but now you look at, like I was saying earlier, Terry McLaurin got a deal. DK just now got a deal. AJ Brown got paid. All these wide receivers are getting paid. And Debo just wants to be a part of that. Yep. Right? Like it seems like now has to be the time, especially going into the the year that it could be for him um, as far as a prove it year on, on his contract right now, coming off what is still his rookie contract, I believe. Yep. So he, I want to say the rookie contract was like $7 million. It was very low. When it's is it very when low. Is it so it was like, I think he's like a third round pick. Yeah. Out of uh, South Carolina. Yeah. So it, it, I believe it was around $7 million total in his rookie contract. Now, that is a huge reason why you need to get guaranteed money for him because he knows his worth and he's worth a lot more than that. And Shanahan obviously uh, totally agrees with that. But right now, as it stands in training camp wise, he's off to the side basically doing his own thing is mm-hmm. what it talks about. So uh, they called him a, quote, wide back in this article. And it just sounds He goofy. don't like that, bro. No, he does not. And I, I will say, I will say, um, when talking with Shanahan, he says, quote, I just had a good talk with Debo. We all know there's a lot going on with Debo right now in his representation in Tory uh, with Parag and John. They're, take, they're talking nonstop right now. We'll see what happens. He says he's going to go out there and condition on the side. We'll see where he's at. Hopefully we can figure something out soon, but we're in a good place for today. And he also went on to say later on that uh, I had a good discussion with him and we're on the exact same page as far as what his role in the offense is going to be. So it sounds like, and it has been, I don't think it's ever been a deal of him wanting to be in uh, in San Francisco, right? It's always just yeah. been about getting the money that he feels he deserved, especially after the year he had last he year. Want, he wants he want the money, and he don't want to play running back. He was their best player. Because yeah. he, he said he want to preserve his career. He don't want to take as many hits. Yeah, so, so for, them, for him to call him a wide back in this article is kind of ridiculous. But yeah, like that's what he does but not like. But like every now and then, like you but can't also Shanahan, give him the ball. Yeah, but also right? Shanahan didn't write this article, so like who right. cares? Yeah. But, but he, he, it's not, he don't care about, you feel me? Everybody want the ball. Yeah. But lining them up at running back and giving yeah, him, I agree. Isos, yeah, that's what you got a running back for. Yeah. I know, like that's literally. Elijah Mitchell ran for like a, a thousand yards last he's year. Like he's oh, not bro. a sorry, but he's good. He's like a they good have back. good backs, so I can see why he's frustrated. Like, what do y'all? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred percent. That's like us. Okay, he showed us he could play corner one play. Let's just keep throwing him at corner. <laughs> and we got serviceable corners. And when you a much better safety than you are a corner, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just don't it's, make sense. It's interesting. And um, I just – the image of, like, the 49ers holding camp and having their whole team doing, like, their team periods and stuff on one field and you look over and Debo is just, like, doing drills and, like, well, maybe, like, catching balls off a I jugs feel like machine. Pe- I feel like people like us, like, that we know football and shit, like, we always talk about casual football fans, you know? They're like, well, why wouldn't you line him up back there? Like, you saw what he did last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people are going to be like that. Well, because football players are people. And right. they want to have a career and they want to have guaranteed money so their people can make it. Yeah. But like, it's, like – It's big. But, like – Debo knows. Like, he plays wide receiver. He's going to be – he'll have another year or two to his career. You know what I mean? Like or he's, three or four. Yeah, yeah. Depending on, you know, injury – being injury prone or whatever. You know what I mean? Knock on wood, he stays healthy. Yeah, 100%. So, I don't know. That'll be interesting as far as speculating what type of deal he gets done. Be interesting. It'll be really interesting because now you have the blueprint from so many other deals. Now, as your agents and your representation, you can go through and see – Pitching to the 49ers, okay, you're going to pay me this much. That means you value me more than X, Y, and Z, but you value me less than A, B, and C, mm-hmm. right? So, like, how do you fit into that and how much do the 49ers value? Yeah. I think that makes it so that the longer this goes on, you would think, okay, they got to get a deal done. It might make it actually more complicated the more deals that get done because then you're gonna, all you're going to do is compare. Exactly. I was gonna say, to yeah. me, I feel like you can't look at somebody else's deal and say – where they paid them this because they cap situation is, is very different. different. Yeah, like and those who got teams, the biggest extension this offseason? Like, was it AJ Brown? Maybe potentially. Who did who did the Eagles have to pay? Good point. Other than like Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts will get nothing close to a hundred and fifty million. Darius Slay, Darius Slay thirty something. He can't he can't get no max. He's like thirty two now. It does well, happen a lot right though. Now, like, decent. Money. Nothing. Nothing crazy. He won't get no crazy extension. No. Yeah. Yeah. 
It does happen a lot, though, when you talk about comparing deals. And we talked about Kyler Murray's deal, not even noticing, by the way, that his deal was worth worth $230.5 million. Who? Kyler Murray, remember? Yeah, 230. 0.5, though. That 0.5 point five. is important because you know whose deal was worth 230? Mahomes. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson. Was worth $230 million exactly. So, I mean. That, I didn't even realize that, dude. I didn't. The first read over, I did not. And I remember I saw the number again and I was like, man, that 0.5 is interesting. And I looked into it. I'm like, that really is 0.5 more than Deshaun Watson. So, you know, that happens. Like, little mm-hmm. shit like that happens every single day in the NFL and every single day in negotiations. That I'm Lamar assuming Jackson's is the biggest two hundred thirty-three. He might, and he might just break that market. Now, then the question becomes how many years and what's guaranteed because that's Lifetime. the Deshaun thing. Yeah, because what Mahomes got five hundred million and only like what two fifty is guaranteed. Wasn't he twelve years? Ten. Ten. So it's technically a two hundred fifty million dollar deal. Yeah. Really, yeah. he'll never see that five hundred million. You don't think? Nah, bro. The Chiefs ain't that dumb. <laughs> Gonna give him five hundred mil. I feel like that's that's gonna be the thing now is just just giving out fully guaranteed deals. So because it just make it look so, pretty. Yeah, yeah. We saw it, it was like five hundred million. Oh my god, two hundred fifty million guaranteed. They'll probably get an additional sixty million out of that. So maybe three ten. Three ten. Nothing close to five hundred. <laughs> that's the final half a bill. You know what I'm saying? And that contract broke the internet, too, was yeah, the crazy part. that was insane. Um, a man who has definitely not broken the internet as far as contracts are concerned, but did make some big news uh, yeah, just yesterday uh, over in the 49ers camp. We'll keep talking about the 49ers. We were talking about Debo. Is Trey Lance. Fall camp starting. Um, coaches are holding pressers all over the country. They're in front of microphones for the first time. Kyle Shanahan made some pretty big claims, and he made them, like, you know, he did a very good job of being very monotone about it. Like, everyone should have just expected this coming, which a lot of people, I think, did. Mm-hmm. They saw the the writing on the wall. But he basically has, you know, told reporters, and I'll have the video here pull up in a second, that the team has officially moved on from Jimmy Garoppolo and that the team is now in the hands of second-year quarterback out of NDSU, Trey Lance. So we'll run that video with uh, Shanahan here. That's where we're at. We understand where we're at. Like, I can't tell you how appreciative I have been of Jimmy and him being here and so appreciative of what he did for us last year. I think Jimmy and we knew what move we made the year before on that. Um, Jimmy did a hell of a job coming to camp and winning that job and taking us real close to the Super Bowl. Um, but we have uh, moved on to Trey. We're starting camp out this way. Um, we think Jimmy would have been traded if the surgery didn't happen. Uh, and it did. He needed to do it. So there's no ill will there at all. Um, but it's good to see that he is healthy. Um, but now it's all just seeing how this will end up. You know. Jimmy understands. So, I mean, that's understand. about it from Shanahan, but he made it, he made it very short and sweet. He didn't make too big of a deal about it um, for something that is obviously a huge part of any friend. Like that is a big deal. That is a huge deal. So what for Jimmy G now? That's the question. And he was talking about like, like being healthy, like it's a good thing, whatever. And like, cause it's not like he was bad last year. No, but like that term game manager gets thrown around a lot with those yeah. type of quarterbacks. Where does he I go? I honestly could see well, him. Like what team is a is a serviceable quarterback away from? Maybe that, the, maybe the, the only the team that I could have thought of was the Commanders, but now they got Carson Wentz. If and I, that's the thing if too, I really with think this about market, it, with this market, we were talking the same thing with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Like where does Baker go? He's in a very similar situation that Baker was in, and Baker got his deal done. I this is weird. I have a weird feeling that Jimmy G goes back up Brady in the Bucks. Yeah, I mean he's from the he's from the Brady tree. I guess you're gonna call it a Brady tree, but he was with him uh, in New England, so I'm, maybe that's not that unrealistic. Who else is on the Bucks right now? Obviously, they have Kyle Trask, right? Yeah, um, yeah but who's there's like someone when, else? Like, like when he retired, it, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert is you the don't other want one. Blaine Gabbert. To start. Yeah, that's what I'm see. That's what I'm saying. Like there's a, there's a he could. I don't know. Maybe the. The Steelers There's nowhere to go, the bro. Steelers they just drive the Kenny Pickett. They're not yeah, gonna but, trade for a quarterback. To, but they're gonna but they're gonna have. Trubisky start? Yeah. That's what it sounded like. Trey Lance is 22 years old, by the way, which is crazy. That's crazy, man. It's absolutely unreal. Um, I like Trey Lance. He's, he's like he's less than right. a year older than myself. I'm not a Trey Lance believer. You're not a Trey Lance guy? No. Why is I'm that? Not, a lot I'm of people are. Him. I'm not so – I watch – like I watch him throw a football. <laughs> like, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. And you know what's crazy? What? He can't throw a spiral. Shut up. That oh, like that ass? I ain't gonna say he can't throw a spiral, but his throws are <laughs> I was ugly. Gonna though. Say what are you talking about? He can't <laughs> throw a spiral? No, like no, like real shit. I know though. what you mean. Like oh, some yeah. throws, they 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 are literally wobblers. Like he threw some, like he threw a pass in a preseason last year that everybody went crazy for, and it was a duck. It was a duck. He just got bailed out by a fast man. It was a duck. You know, 
Yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be interesting. But he did say that quote mentally the biggest thing he says I'm light years ahead of where I was last year. That's what he told the uh, uh, NFL Network. He said, this is what Trey Lance is saying. Last year I knew what was going on, but this year I can actually pay attention a lot more to defense, pay attention to fronts, defensive structures, and all that. I'm learning a whole lot, and I'm able to kind of know what's going on. That's what he said. He's light years ahead from last year, Ty. So maybe you need to jump on the train now. I mean, if he said it, I mean, obviously it's yeah, true. Yeah, obviously it's true. What is he going to go on there and say? Be like, I feel like shit, guys. I'm not ready to leave this franchise. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He, last he's year, not. That's why, that's why they, that's why Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the team. Because they had to just cut him. <laughs> You're right, though. What happens in Trey Lance goes out there and shits the bed? I mean, you they, got to watch back to Jimmy G. It's over with. Jimmy G is not going to want to play for them anymore. And if Trey Lance, like, the team, like, the the Niners players like Jimmy G. Yeah, they I've do. heard nothing but good things. So if Trey Lance go out there and fuck it up. They're going to be, yeah, they're going to be on the other side very quickly. Like, what are y'all doing? It's a good take. 100%. I'm if they you. start out 1-3, and three, they'll finish 4-13. It's going to be tough. This is an even better quote from... Lance, it's, it's not a direct quote, it's paraphrased in this article that I'm reading, but it says here, Lance said he's run into Garoppolo in the training facility a few times this offseason, and that despite the two competing for the same spot last year, he said they're still on great terms, and he hopes the best for his teammate. How the fuck do you run into a guy a few times in the building during the offseason? You're he's, the two quarterbacks in the franchise. You don't got quarterback meetings? That's no, not in the offseason. Still. I mean, you technically, have something. but must be a big ass facility. Yeah, but what's the calling was just rehabbing the whole summer though. Jimmy Garoppolo. was from shoulder surgery. That's true. So, so it makes it a little more believable. Yeah. But like when you say a couple times, you feel like over that whole span, he, like that means to me that he's seen him many as many times you can count on one hand. No, that's kind of ridiculous to, it, me to it, say that. Some people a couple be different. Really? He probably saw him twice a week, and he'd be like, "I saw him a couple times." <laughs> And you also got to think, how often is he going to the facility? True. That's a, that's a good point, too. So, I yeah. don't know. It ain't a lot fun. of guys do their own First shit, all, I know? think that, like, that uh... back in their hometown or whatever. Yeah. No, that's very true. That's what I was talking about. Like, uh, who was it? We were talking about Lazard going back and, uh, so and I was doing it, his yeah. thing there. But, oh, great. Uh, if we want to talk about the facility, do we want to go? We're talking about Russell Wilson here. Do we want to see his picture of him rolling up the facility first? Why don't we take a look at that, huh? This is the first time I've seen somebody this... wear their own jersey. And not be a joke. Like that's like like, like that's how like that's my fit like, on Friday. This is how Russell game. Wilson pulled up to the <laughs> Friday high school games. But he ain't got the hoodie on. I'd have my hoodie on underneath. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny, dude. This is how Russell Wilson pulled up to Broncos country. What the hell is he driving? The other day, right. I don't know, but that thing looks like, like it can make through an apocalypse. It's like a freaking army truck. They may dude. have a zombie problem in Mile High. <laughs> If he didn't rent that, he's an absolute dumbass. <laughs> what is he paying for gas? He that? rented that bitch out for training camp. Like, you don't need that. <laughs> Drive a regular car, There's bro. nobody that, like, yeah, we got to get Russell Wilson ass gone. <laughs> like, there's nobody running around like that. Like, somebody's after him, you mean? <laughs> That's great. Now, here is the press or another just absolutely peak quote from Russell when I guess he was just talking about his attitude and basically his attitude as far as like work goes and different training regiments. Well, I think first of all, I think that, uh, you know, for me, I've always been about you know, the extra work. You know, if somebody says you, know, you got to do you know, X, X amount, I triple it. You know, that's just that's just how I've always been. You know, well, I think first of all, I think that. Uh, He's, he's, he's got a little. He's got a little cockiness to him. He's got, he's that was there, very. That was a very lofty statement. I think it might have just been the delivery of it. Yeah, I don't know. That was smart. odd. That was really yeah. odd the way he portrayed that. And he's like bouncing back and forth in front of the microphone. But Rosa Rosa feeling himself, bro. He's been on one, bro. <laughs> what is that all about, man? What is that all about? He I mean, he's well, he's always been kind of a character in front of the camera, as far as that goes. And we know, like he's. He I'll be happy to get out attention. of Seattle too. Yeah. I was talking to JT the other day at Edge, and he was, we were talking about Russell Wilson. And he's like, I hate Russell Wilson. I'm like, why? He goes, one, he's a dweeb. And he's kind of a dweeb. And two, he took Future's girl. I'm like, bro. <laughs> That's awesome. You're about to be 30 talking about he took Future's girl. <laughs> Future's like 40-something. <laughs> but, I mean, it's like just the most, like, he seems like a type of guy that would describe himself as a go-getter after that type of quote. I'm like, well, tell, me, tell me about yourself. Yeah, well, I'm, a real, I'm a real go-getter. 
I like to I like to really attack things. Take whatever whatever they tell me to do X and just triple it. Not like my guy Kyler Murray. They got to tell him to get in the film room. I'd probably in there for twelve hours instead of four. Yeah, oh, it's man. like. Did you see all the college teams that copied his ass? Yeah, everybody. West bro. Virginia. You had South Carolina. Michigan FAU. Bro, everybody. We have our media Bowling day. Green. Yeah, we have our media day for Northern here coming up potentially next week. We might have to do it with Drake. What? For real? Uh, yeah. Can I be in it? No, definitely not. No, I don't want to do the less route. I just want to be in the media day. Oh, okay. Well, I don't have, I don't I don't pull those type of strings. You know that I don't make the list. I just want pictures and shit like that. You know, I <laughs> we're not doing pictures this time. But damn, what is it? Just videos? Oh yeah, yeah damn, that shit we did last year. Cool, cool. But cool, uh, cool. yeah, we might have to do a we might You're have to definitely do a, gonna be a, in a tie. Wildcat Country. Let's ride. Drake's not gonna do that. Let's well, let's prowl. Nah, that's nah. Gonna, Wildcat nah. Country. Nah, on the prowl. Give it up. No, I'm trying, to, I'm trying, man. I'm trying over no, here. I don't that's like not it. it. That's not Drake it would all. definitely do it. I feel like he has a little weird. Drake would like he, had, he had, Can I just say something about fishing? <laughs> okay, do the jack dance. Fishing. All right, I've got a. Oh, uh, here we go. I've got a good one for you guys. I've got a treat for you guys, and this is uh, potentially the dance move, the next dance move of sweeping the country. That being the Dak dance. God, this is still and a thing, this, dude. I don't know why it's still a thing, but it popped up on my timeline. And it's too funny not to watch because Dak has actually embraced it. He did this with campers the other week. Um, and this came from, obviously, from his pregame routine where he's mm-hmm. flipping his hips open at midfield and running through an imaginary, like, whatever. I don't know, fourth quarter drill yeah. or something. We don't know what he's doing. This is the Dak dance. It's all about the hips, the upper body, and separate the two. Your upper body pulls back and the hips fight. And simply, there yep. it is. That's how you do it. How did that is the Dak dance right there. At least it's a good sport about it. I, I guess like him embracing it, I guess like makes it better because he's not he just like I just taking it on, right? Like yeah. he's just owning it. I don't know. It was funny, dude. Like what is he doing? Where do you think that really like he was serious about that the first time he did that though, 100%. Yeah, that's like a real like hip warm up. Yeah. Cuz they show quarterbacks doing it like before him. Like that's a real hip warm up. I've never seen anyone do that but Dak Prescott. I don't know. You know Sunday Night Football. They got all the scoops. Yeah. So they see him down there doing no, some weird uh, shit. Oh, I was. I just thought of this, dude. We we're talking about Russell Wilson. Yeah. The the time, like, I was like, all right, dude, like, calm, like, calm the fuck down. When like, he went, he did like a whole series. <laughs> yes, bro. Remember that? He, he had to like take he, a he fake snap and surgery. rolling out and. And he's out there. He, remember? Wasn't he in a fake huddle too? Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Right, rack it down two, one, two, one, two, ready on two. And he goes out there. He's like, watch a blitz. He's and I'm like, dude, just sit down. Like, what the hell are you that doing? That was wild. That was actually ridiculous. He's doing a little too much. You knew he knew there was a camera there too. Oh well, you don't do that type of shit by yourself. But that's Russell Wilson, bro. Just he's look at him and, and tell me he's not looking for cameras. Oh, I don't care what nobody say. He's a weirdo. Another video for you guys. This oh, is great. What I wanted to talk about. Uh, we didn't talk about Julio Jones going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It seems like they might just reload and have another really good chance to make a run at something. I, I mean, when you look when you look at their roster, there's no reason why they can't. Julio Jones, this is uh, one of his first balls from Tom Brady as they get going in camp over there. Um, but there really is no reason why. Dude, what a play. Yeah, right? like, it's an absolutely unreal catch. They could be scary, but there's no reason that this team, like with the weapons they have, I don't even. Go it's gonna be like it's gonna be like it's gonna be like uh. Tom Brady and Julio already looking scary. I don't want to see that. It, it does. It does say that. I think I it actually. Know. I think it, it yeah, actually it was. Yeah. This could, like, come on, bro. I just guess they headline for him. <laughs> it's so generic. This could dude. be scary, bro. It was a seven, not even seven. It's Ross on air. <laughs> come it's on, just Moss man. Casper in the back corner of the end zone. Uh, How you feel about that? This could be scary. Hey, you don't. Me and you are on the no Tom Brady train, right? You don't like Tom, right? Or I shouldn't say you don't like him. No, I don't care for Tom Brady. Okay, good. I don't think he's going to win another championship, though. Neither did Max Kellerman, like, yeah, five years that. ago. Did you see? But I you wouldn't liked have, that on I Twitter. Wouldn't I, saw, that. I seen you yeah. liked it, Ty. That was he funny. Talked, that Max Kellerman told him, calm down. You've only won three more since then. <laughs> that shit was funny as hell. Well, I don't think he'll win another one, though. I just think the the, the AFC is too stacked. What is funny is that I always forget, too, like – um. Looking at Julio was on the Falcons, the twenty-eight three Falcons team. Super Bowl. How do you lose that game? <laughs> Julio didn't lose that game at all. No, he didn't. I'm just saying he, he was a part of that. He team had that, that crazy catch, bro. You remember that on the sideline, the toe tap. 
That shit was crazy, bro. That was one of the best catches I've ever seen. He described being with Tom Brady as, it's just a surreal moment. It's amazing. I'm ready to go, though. At the end of the day, it's all about accountability. I have to be accountable for him, the team, everybody, right? So, it's interesting, man. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, the people are saying now, though, do the Bucks have the best wide receiver trio in the league? Does that elevate them to the top? They made a rankings the other day. I think it was them, and, Darwin, them and the Mike. Bengals. Right? Who better, Jamar Chase or... Mike Evans. Because it's Chase, it's Boyd, oh, and tough. it's T. Higgins. T. Higgins. So who better, Jamar Chase or Mike Evans? We know the answer. Next, T. Higgins or Chris Godwin? It's pretty similar, dude. Godwin. I think Godwin. I would give that to Godwin as well. I think I'd go. Tyler Boyd or Julio Jones? Julio. You're a fool. Julio did not do much last year. And what is, the, the toughest thing with Julio is Julio that his not best, the same. He's not the same. His best ability is his availability, and he did not have. I a guess great you're right. I guess you're right. And you Boyd, only, Boyd yeah. had a good year last year. He did. You're right. But I think that Chris Godwin is much better than T. Higgins, but Boyd is not that much better than Julio. Yeah. What about the Mike Evans, Jamar Chase, though? Jamar Chase. See, that's where it kind of gets. Ugh. Don't make me mad. Come on, bro. Don't you do can't that. tell me Mike Evans is not. Like, up there. Top five. He's not. Tops. Okay. Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Stephon Yeah, but Diggs, Mike Tyree Evans Teal. is proven, bro. Like, he's doing it forever. He's been doing it for, he's a four-time so pro bowler. Six five-time pro bowler. Off the nugget that I'd rather have, or who are better than Mike Evans, not even who I'd rather have. I mean, it's all opinionated. Yeah. He's, a, he's easily a top ten wide receiver in the league. But so is Jamar. He can be top 10. Yeah. Jamar Chase is top five. I think that's fair. Madden might not think so, though. I mean, I think it, I think you go either Madden, way. Madden, Madden, Madden. I was mad I wasn't here for that episode. Madden yeah. ain't going to give nobody. Yep. Like, right. if they have a good year, they're not going to give nobody a crazy rate anymore because of Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis messed it up for everybody. Who's that? He was the person who was on the cover of Madden 12. He had, like, a crazy. Too young for that shit, bro. He had a crazy season. And he was like a 90 overall after like one year. And he literally. Because he balled out. He probably didn't gain another 300 yards the rest of his career. He's hurt. He's still that bad, huh? He, he was just ass. A little bit of bullshit. <laughs> he was so ass. He had, he had, they, had never, they had never watched somebody just go ballistic and just throw them a high rating anymore. Like you got to yeah. do it again. Like Justin yeah. Jefferson started out this man as like an 86. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. like criminal. It kind of is. It's and like he a... was lights out as. What's Jamar Chase? 87? 87. Criminal. Yep. But um, this is what I wanted to close off the pod on. And this is something that actually, this made my day when I was going through the the timeline. So we remember DeColdis Crawford. I think there might have been a video or something. He's from Louisiana, I want to say. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just his name himself made him go viral. Uh, Now he's committed to go play at Nebraska in the Big Ten. And DeColdis might have DeColdis NIL deal yet. He has signed a deal to become the new spokesperson for SOS Heating and Cooling. Now, that's like an that's like what NIL an is for, dude. Company, That's like, exactly what it's for, dude. This is awesome. Name, image, and likeness. They're using all of them. Look at that, that's dude. Awesome. He's posing in front of the truck. Like, this isn't some, like, you know, multi-million dollar deal. But, like, that is just hilarious, dude. Wasn't I he love the dude that. that was committed to LSU for, like, 30 seconds and then decommitted? He might have oh, been. It wasn't 30. Not 30 seconds, but you know what I mean, like yeah. a day. No, he was committed for a long-ass time. The LSU? Fired Ogeron. Yeah. Oh, he real? committed in 2019 before reopening his recruitment last December. And then oh, okay. That's a different dude, the then. I don't know who it was. Because they, but... they fired Ogeron. You know who I'm talking about, though? The guy committed to He's LSU. He's a then, Louisiana like, native. And no, then... I, I have no idea who you're talking about. But imagine, like, you need to get some heating and cooling done, and, like, you see a commercial with this dude on here. It's like, yeah, the coolest. Like, we're the coldest in Nebraska or yeah. something like that. And he's running. That's like, hilarious. Like, he's catching balls and scoring touchdowns. Like, that's sick. Yeah. Why badass, would you not dude. want that? You It'd know what I mean? Badass. That's what we need more of. We need more of that. We need the, that's what it's for. Like dude, the Kool Aid. Yeah. Like the Kool Aid. Uh, McQuistion. What was his, what was his name? You know what I'm talking about? Kool Aid McKinstry. Yeah. Kool Aid McKinstry. He did the Twitter thing with Kool Aid. We okay. need to see a deal from them. Okay, my last name King. Go find me a deal. <laughs> what you want, Burger King? You want to wear the crown when you yep. score a touchdown? Oh God, I that, wear that shit would crown. be raw, boy. <laughs> every touchdown you get a free. Every tagging touchdown, every, a free you get a whopper. Free whopper. <laughs> oh, that shit the, would be oh, busted. Put the boys out of business. <laughs> 
That shit would be busting, awesome, bro. Uh, put them boys. They, they hours gonna be 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's it. They run out of on Saturdays. Bars. That's it. They gonna close before the game even over. <laughs> this nigga scored again. <laughs> Shut the door. Turn off the fries. It's over. Yeah. That's Turn awesome. off the fries. <laughs> <laughs> the fries. They can't never do no shit He's like that. He's got four. When's he gonna stop? Dude, we need Kool Aid. To make a deal, then when he scores a touchdown, get right up in the microphone. I'm pretty sure he's a safety. Oh game. yeah, he got a deal with Kool Aid. Did he, he does officially? Yeah, I thought they just did a little Twitter thing where they kind of like you no, know he, shouted him out. No, he got a deal with Kool Aid. I haven't seen Jack on it though. What are they we doing? Need, They're need, marketing like, guys. Need you know that game. guy named General Booty? Bro, like it's not like he got a deal with Wrangler. General oh. Booty does he? Yeah, but like and I bro, it's it's not nothing for real, bro. It's just literally let's just give you some money so we can attach our. So we can attach us to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We could. How about uh, Michigan Tech quarterback Steel Fortress? That's his name. Yep. You know that? <laughs> That's his name. S T E E L E Fortress. I'm not even a not security even agency partnering with Steel Fortress. <laughs> bro, y'all dead ass too. Oh God, bro. Kidding, who is bro. this? Like the quarterback that played? No, no. He's no. a yeah. Will Arch is a quarterback that played. Will Arch was the start of this last year. So Steel yeah. Fortress. His name is Steel Fortress. Bro, that is a terrible name. That's why a NIL parents, name, though. Why would his parents do that? Hey, shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Fortress. Nah, bro, y'all are bogus. <laughs> y'all are bogus. Mr. Y'all had no business scoring that young man like that. Oh, my gosh. I'm going back to the fortress, Mom. Could Steel Fortress please report to the office? <laughs> Who the hell? Steel Fortress. Bro, that is wrong. Y'all couldn't call him, like, Dave or something? <laughs> Give him a regular Dave name. Fortress. Jack. Jack Fortress. Steve a badass or last steel, name. That's that's worse than Dakotas. <laughs> you think so? Dakotist. Steel Fortress? Because Dakotas is just a name. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing else behind it. What is steel? Like, no, 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 no. It's not like his name is Dakotas Ice. <laughs> steel Fortress? Steel Fortress. That's like my first name being The. The King? The King? <laughs> not the The. What is my son The? What's his last name? King? The King? It's what funny, dude. It's funny. We need we might that'd be a good segment for next episode, actually. My, best, look, best potential NIL deals. We're all be, gonna we're yeah. all gonna bring one to the table that'd next cool. next uh next episode. We're mm-hmm. all gonna bring one to the table of a great name in college football and who they need to be associated with. The deal can't or have already happened. Bet. Make it happen. Yeah. That'll be Sweet. fun. And yeah. the contract one. We got two good ideas. Yeah, we're gonna do them both. Nice. It'll be fun. But that's nice. all I have for today, fellas. Yeah. We I also just realized we're at the end of the podcast. We never addressed your fucking foot. It's all right. Keep it off. <laughs> People are going to be watching and it's in a bucket and we never said anything about it. I have, um, I don't, I don't know. I rolled my ankle. I'm he just, has I'm foot sorry. fungus. Yeah. We're like, he oh, wears oh, shoes oh, with no socks. The podcast. If anyone makes it this far, they can know that Dude, you rolled your ankle. About it, honestly. Dude, I just realized like we're sitting here and like your foot isn't been in a bucket for the entire episode. There are six flies in the it. bucket. I'm hey, looking we at all it right good now. though, man. We all good. We good. We good over here, man. He might miss training camp. He's in. Got it. Got it. There's uh, it. there's some tweets going out right now. Manzo. It's going to be a PUP list. Could be on the pup yeah, list. he's on the pup list for sure. <laughs> Check the pup list. Division One Rejects, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. Or today's what? Yeah, have a great weekend. Today's yeah, Thursday. Have great a great weekend. One. It is a great weekend. <laughs>